Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. Believe it or not, we are less than a year away from California's pivotal 2024 presidential primary. And the field is starting to take shape on both sides of the aisle, and potential candidates are already visiting the Golden State. Yeah, next year, our primary will be March 5th, earlier on the primary calendar. That makes California not only a must-visit state for fundraising, but also one for campaigning. California, of course, is the mother load of delegates for both Republicans and Democrats, and winning here could give somebody a huge early leg up in the race for the nomination. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was just here on Sunday in Simi Valley, and President Biden comes to Southern California next week as he moves closer to declaring his bid for re-election. It's a good time to take a look at the state of the campaign, which is only going to intensify in the next few months, Patty and Brett. So DeSantis, as you mentioned, went to the Reagan Library, took a quite a few jabs at Governor Gavin Newsom. Could that be a preview of the 2024 general election face-off, even if Governor Newsom doesn't throw his hat in the ring? Well, a direct preview only if something very dramatic happens and Joe Biden doesn't run again, because if Joe Biden does run, of course, Gavin Newsom won't. And we, we all, all indications are President Biden's getting very close to announcing that he will run again. So, no. But as you say, you could expect Gavin Newsom to be out on the campaign trail as a surrogate very intensely, especially if DeSantis is the nominee uh, for the GOP next year. So, yeah, I think Governor Newsom is going, you know, he's already raised his profile. You can expect him to have a you know a high profile speaking slot at the Democratic National Convention, even if he's not actually on the ticket. Uh, he's going to be one of their main speakers and, and campaign surrogates up and down the country uh, next year. We've been talking about Ron DeSantis. How viable is a, he as a candidate compared to Donald Trump? Very. I think, you know, right now you have to consider Trump still the front runner just because he is a former president, which is remarkable. And, you know, he's got this whole fundraising apparatus. I mean, there's nobody better at it than him. Um, he's got so many very loyal uh, supporters all across the country. But Ron DeSantis, you know, you remember Ron DeSantis was an extremely uh, conservative Trump supporting congressman in Florida who barely got elected governor. I mean, it was incredibly close. Um, and he beat Gillum by, you know, a tiny number of votes. And then Gillum turned out to get in some legal trouble. But since he became governor, DeSantis has really consolidated his power and um, raised his profile and shown himself as kind of, you know, a younger, more uh, disciplined version of a Donald Trump. And he, as we've been reporting over the last couple of weeks now, polls better than Trump in California among Republicans. That's not true all across the country. But there are a lot of people looking at him thinking, you know, we're tired of Trump and we don't want all the drama and the baggage. Maybe this guy is a more rational, sane version of a Donald Trump, someone we can nominate without having such a a negative vote. We'll see when the time comes. I mean, never underestimate Donald Trump. 
um, how it's going to be a knockdown drag out, you know, primary between the two of them if DeSantis actually does run. Donald Trump has warned that if he doesn't get the GOP nomination, that he'd run as a, a third party candidate. Is that a veiled threat? And what would that look like? Well, remember, he's run before he was the Reform Party candidate. What was that like 20 years ago? Um, you know, briefly. Um, I think that is a veiled threat. I mean, he's always full of bluster and, and anger and, you know, vowing retribution against his enemies, etc. Um, but if he were to do that, obviously, that would help the Democrats enormously because Trump would have his large percentage of loyalists and then the GOP nominee would get the rest of that. And that would leave Joe Biden sitting pretty. So I think that would sabotage the Republican Party. I don't know that Trump wants that to be his legacy. But, you know, I was thinking about this. The last time a former president ran was 1912 when Teddy Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt, had had bowed out in, two, in 1908 and was succeeded by William Howard Taft. And then Roosevelt came back in the Bull Moose Party in 1912 and played spoiler. And Woodrow Wilson ended up getting elected. So uh, there could be that kind of thing where, you know, a stubborn ex-president comes in as an independent and um, throws the party, uh, the election to the other party. Uh, it's hard to believe Trump would want that to be his legacy, but I would put nothing past him. So we've been focused on DeSantis versus Trump. Who else in the Republican field could enter this race and, and play spoiler? You, you, you think that's Nikki Haley? I mean, she's already officially in. Yeah, she's in. You know, I, I don't see her catching fire, but she's going to have supporters. She's more moderate. Uh, she's not going to get the excited support that a DeSantis or Trump gets. Uh, a lot of people think she's sort of running for the number two slot. We'll see. There are going to be a lot of people. Mike Ma Mike Pompeo is going to run. Chris Christie's talking about running again. So is Ted Cruz, maybe Marco Rubio, uh, Tom Cotton, senator from Arkansas. He clearly wants to be president. If he goes this time or not, we'll have to see. Um, there's no shortage. Mike Pence, of course, former vice president, he's certainly going to be running. No shortage. It's going to be a pretty big field. There's no question that Trump and DeSantis will headline it, though, assuming DeSantis runs. Uh, I mean, it could be six, eight, ten different people in that field. Um, and we'll just have to see it. But they'll all be coming out to California to raise money and campaign because there's so many delegates here. Expect to see them, you know, in Silicon Valley and Contra Costa County, as well as, of course, in Southern California. Let's move to the Democratic side for a, a moment. Uh, we heard uh, Jill Biden, the first lady, talk about her support for another run for President Biden. When do you expect that President Biden will declare his intentions? I think we're within the next month. I'd be surprised if we get to Easter and he hasn't declared yet, you know, sometime mid-April at the latest. Um, I, he's clearly warming up for it. Uh, you know, the fact that the First Lady has showed her support. Kamala Harris talked about being his running mate again. Uh, everything points to him doing this very soon. He's coming out um, next week, uh, late next week, to the San Diego area, to Los Angeles. He's also going to go to Las Vegas. He's going to raise money. Uh, I think he's lining up all his ducks in a row. We should expect that probably in the next four to five weeks. Is there any sign that Kamala Harris will not be on the ticket again as his running mate? I don't think so. I mean, it's no secret that, you know, people are not very happy with her, both within the Biden administration, within the party, in polling. She's not even very popular in California. It's always, you know, to be a vice president, it's hard to do a, an exemplary job and stand out as a vice president, right? Um, but I wouldn't see him dumping her. I mean, I just, it wouldn't look good. It would hurt him with the, with the African-American vote. You know, it would, might hurt him with women. Um, she does bring some demographic strengths to the ticket. Uh, I, I think what will happen in 2024 is people will say, look, the guy is 82, which he'll be at that point. Um, and if anything happens to him, is she the person you want to be president? I mean, the Republicans will try that. That doesn't usually sway an election one way or the other. Very few people 
decide their vote based on who the running mate is. So I think it would do more damage than good for Biden to, to you know, move her off the ticket. So I see no reason to expect that it will be anything but a Biden-Harris ticket. Thank you, Doug. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll be back tomorrow. And remember the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app. And wherever you get your podcasts, you'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 